0: Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <coughs>
1: And I will be back.
2: With Javi and Matt
3: Welcome to the 4th Gold Podcast We are back Happy New Year everybody The 2020 NFL season for the 49ers has been completed Thank you Jesus Thank you <laughs> who, to whoever you pray to uh, This season was um, It was less than exciting It was more stressful than anything feel bad for the team coming off the of Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad for all the injuries. I feel bad for all the COVID stuff. I feel bad for the movement, the Santa Clara County issues. This was a season from disaster. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Um, and they finished with a 6-10 record, last place in the NFC West. And we move on to the 2021 season or offseason, excuse me. Um, for the last first 48 hours have been pretty eventful On the Twitter world, and the Facebook world uh, Social media, every radio interview's got speculation and conversations around this team uh, Matt, what's going on? How was your new year? It's good What, what, are, what, what are we doing?
4: <laughs> it was good, man I, I'm, I'm just getting back to work after my long New Year's off You know, a long weekend there um, I'm just getting back to work But uh, yeah, this first 48 hours of the 49ers off season has been banana land and there's been bloggers and beat writers, bloggers in quotes and beat writers going after each other and all sorts of other stuff. Has ha- it's been it's been the most entertaining 48 hours and 49ers Twitter in a very long time. Very long. Yeah. Time. Um, but yeah, you said the season's over. Thank goodness we can move on from this. And now we are officially in offseason mode. So we'll we'll break down the game really quick, but we're going to talk more off season stuff than than the game.
3: Yeah, for sure. The game the game was the game. We 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 both expected the Niners to lose. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think we thought the Niners would play as inspired and as hard as they did. Um that was me being wrong. I think I should have touched on more of the culture. The Niners came out there. They were punching the Seattle Seahawks in the mouth for most of that game, and then fourth quarter, it kind of fell apart. Uh, you give Russell Wilson any, any any wiggle room or second chances, he's going to he's gonna beat you, and that's exactly what happened. I think everyone tweeted the same thing at the same time. I've seen this movie a thousand times with Russell Wilson, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Niners were up 16-6 to six at one point. They could have gone up pretty large. Um, instead of taking that field goal later in the game, George Kittle is wide open in the end zone. CJ Beathard Mm -hmm. needs to see that. And these are the issues that me and you've spoken about, about all these quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just, we're not just picking on Jimmy Garoppolo. It is Nick Mullins, now CJ Beathard. Um, There is a lot of issues with the quarterback room. Now, whether that is on the quarterback coach or just the player, not seeing these things, Kyle, you know, we can't talk about Kyle Shanahan scheming guys wide open and then saying, no, the guys weren't open when literally it's on tape. Guys are always open. And, CJ had plenty of time to throw the ball and get that ball out there to the end zone. This That could have been a completely different game that changes the game script, changes the way Seahawks come out with the next drive. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of different variables that affect that game. Niners do fall 26-23. to 23. Niners do get a garbage-time touchdown. As always, they always end up with a garbage-time mm-hmm. touchdown. But um, it sucks. I hate getting swept by Seattle. Um, it, it, was, it was a better showing than the first game. But it still sucks. I, I can't stand the Seahawks.
4: Yeah, this game was, it was a three-point game. I guess you could call it a ten-point game, considering the garbage-time touchdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, but with your backup quarterback, with your backup backup quarterback, your third-string quarterback, and they're still in this game. 49ers' defense is legit. Robert Sala signed his – he's gone. <laughs> Bye, Robert. Thank you. Th- thanks, Bob. <laughs> thanks for your time here in San Francisco because you are gone. He is going to take a job immediately. Uh, I think the last two weeks cemented whatever doubts anyone had. About him and his ability to coach up a team. Uh, 49ers had nothing to play for the last two weeks of the year. In fact, most people were saying, "Hey, tank, tank, tank," and they almost finished seven and nine. This 49ers team almost finished seven and nine. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't understand. I don't understand. So, so Bob Sala, he's gone. He's gone. I, I, I'm thinking Detroit is where he's headed. So I just yeah. he's from Michigan. That just makes all the sense in the world. Um, but I mean, Fred Warner an unbelievable player he was he's the best bro and he he's the best he just got first team all pro pff so not the actual all pro but you know pff for what whether you like him or not they're not the gospel but they do a pretty good job of doing some things he was first team all pro there he shared that with bobby wagner and who we've Mm -hmm. said is that's that's the top two guys so
3: yeah i mean you can have a conversation about devario davis and the guys in Tampa, but I, I think it's pretty clear the guys in the NFC West are the best at their at their jobs. But yeah, um, yeah. you said the Niners finished six and ten. They could have finished seven and nine. They probably were an eight and eight team had they gotten better quarterback play. Um, you mentioned the all the All Pro PFF ranking for for Fred Warner. Something real quick. This is how well coached this team is. Uh, the 49ers were ranked eleventh in total DVOA at a six and ten. That is, it's wild. The lowest record <laughs> to be in the top fifteen. 6-10, and 10, you're the 11th team in, in, in DVOA, uh, 20th on total offense. That has a lot to do with the quarterback, but on defense they're ranked 6th in defensive DVOA. So shout-out to Robert Sala, shout-out to Kyle Shanahan um, for getting these guys prepared and ready every week. Outside of the first Seattle game and Miami game, they were competitive in every game. Mm-hmm. They weren't out of anything. They were always close. Yes, there were some garbage time points, but for the most part the Niners put out a competitive product this year considering they had what nearly 30 guys on injured reserve all year, a con, like a total of 88 players, different roster combinations. That's, that's obscene That's uh, how this t- season went. I don't,
4: I don't know. Like we, we said earlier, I don't understand how this team finished as well as they did, how they beat the Cardinals, how they beat, you know, just any of these teams on our schedule, pretty much outside the giants and the jets in weeks two and three, they cost them their season because of all the injuries they, uh, that they sustained during those games. But, You know, they won some good games and they lost some ones they should have won. But it is what it is. Um, This team wasn't going to go far in the playoffs. Even if they had squeaked in at 8-8. Let's say they flipped two of those games. Because the 8-8 Chicago Bears are in the playoffs right now. So there's a decent chance that had the 49ers finished 8-8, they might be in the playoffs right now, right? I don't think they would have made any noise. I think Tampa Bay would have boat raced them. So, or I guess it's New Orleans, right? It's New Orleans. So, they go. New Orleans wouldn't boat race them. But, um, you know, I, I just don't think that uh, they would have made a ton of noise in the playoffs. So, I'm, I'm kind of happy that they finished on the outside looking in. Uh, they do get a fourth place schedule next year. Uh, so, that means their, their extra games are, I believe, Philadelphia. And it's going to be also Atlanta. Are there two extra yes. games? So, that's... Philly, not- Atlanta, Cincinnati are the three. And Cincinnati, right. Because they're playing... Oh, I don't, I always forget. I always forget. Keep forgetting. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. I'm cool. Um, and Cincinnati is 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 the other extra game as well. So really they're gonna have a good tra- they're gonna have a good chance to turn this thing around. But you know, the game. There's not a whole lot to talk about. You said it. we seen, no. seen this we've seen this movie a thousand times with Russell Wilson, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> the 49ers had their opportunities to put him away, they didn't. Seattle being the actual better football team on Sunday, comes back and wins. Does Arizona do the same thing? Probably not. Probably not. and They didn't. No. That's what we saw. That's what we saw in Week 16. But Arizona doesn't have Russell Wilson, and for what it's worth, I mean, that guy's really good. He's a cornball, but he's really good. And he even <laughs> didn't have that good. He didn't. Even, he didn't even cross 200 yards. Niners
3: defense is solid. They're really. They're, really they're going to miss. They're going to miss Robert Sala. I think. I, I think they're going to miss him. I don't know. Um, what the the, the drop-off will be because you are going to be adding back a Nick Bosa and potentially adding another edge rusher. So things could look differently Mm -hmm. um, next year. Um, But Robert Sala did a hell of a job this season, all season long, for folks who thought he didn't adjust. He didn't watch the tape for the folks who thought he didn't make any, you know, have anything up his sleeve. You really weren't watching because he did a hell of a job all season. Um, And I, I, you know, I think, I really think it's going to come down to Atlanta or Detroit for him Mm -hmm. Um, if he goes anywhere, we'll see how that plays out. And then apparently, you know, the conversation is now which 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 um, offensive assistant coordinator, whatever you want to call him, run game or passing coordinators. It's just really weird that how they have it mm-hmm. um, goes with him. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to say Lafleur, part of me wants to say McDaniel's. It's still up in the air. I think um, he would
4: take McDaniel's. Yeah, I, I do. I think, so I, th- I think McDaniel's is the better is the better coach. I think he's the guy that makes a lot of uh, Kyle Shanahan stuff work. Um, and I think he wants to brains. Step up and, he wants to call plays. I really think he wants an opportunity to do that. So you know we've heard we've heard from a guy Leo Luna that he's talked to them a couple times, and, and Akash they talked to him a couple times, and they've said that he really wants to call plays. So I think that he's going to go with Sala. Now Lafleur, on the other hand, could also leave to pick up a offensive coordinator spot. They could lose both of them this offseason season. There's uh, what six six head coaching openings
3: right now uh yeah I think it's six it's uh, Atlanta Chargers Jacksonville Detroit Jets
4: it, say Atlanta I'm missing one Houston
3: Houston, Houston. Yeah, yeah so six six and then I think it's five general manager spots because the Jets have one yeah. so if I'm if I'm if I'm Bob sala I'm looking at the Chargers really hard if that's the job that they want to give me but I really think it might be Atlanta or Detroit mm-hmm and then, of course, we'll see what happens with Adam Peters and Martin Mayhew. Um, just from some discussions, the last couple of days, it sounds like Peters wants to stay in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, but we shall see if he does leave. Same thing with McDaniels. McDaniels does want to stay, from what I understand, but it's all about the opportunity. Why would right. you pass up the ability to call plays elsewhere? So those guys have been fundamental for this team's success over the last four years. Um you know it's going to be tough to replace those guys but Kyle Shanahan is the talent as someone stated to me earlier so it looks i would i would fully expect others to come running for jobs mm-hmm. in San Francisco mm-hmm. i think what the niners did in their exit press conferences was a sales pitch to other coaches i think they know they're going to be um that you know he knows i think they know that their their coaching staff is going to be you know gouged and, and, and picked and prodded and figured out what they can get out of out of, that, out of those guys. So, which
4: again, um, which again, how often does a thing. team that finishes fucking six <laughs> and 10 get their whole staff gouged? It doesn't happen. Yeah. So for all these people no. bemoaning that it was Shanahan's fault, bemoaning and they- that it was Salah's fault. <laughs> oh, the coaching is the reason. Just shut the hell up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. They're, all these coaches are getting poached for a reason. They are very, very yeah. good at their job. They did the absolute best they could do with the talent they were provided and with the, with the amount of players that were healthy. That could stay healthy.
1: Yeah. So I don't want
4: to hear this bullshit about the coaching staff sucked. I'm done I'm done yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. I, I think this, this is the last time we're gonna talk about this. I'm 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 moving yeah. completely on from this. I'm
3: done. And then part of it is, you know, uh, folks who don't who who don't know or who haven't paid attention, um, and that's that's not to be like condescending or anything, but even in 2017 guys were looking to grab Rich Gangarello, mm-hmm. they were looking to prod McDaniels away. Mm-hmm. And Lafleur away. Um, even la- you know, last year obviously they went to the Super Bowl. Mc- but McDaniel's turned down the Eagles' offer. Um, Lafleur was going to go with Sala to Cleveland. Like there was this, this. This coaching staff is elite. It's very very talented. There's a lot of guys on here. That's why we can. That's why you see all those rumors on D'Amico Ryan's becoming the next defensive coordinator. That's why there's there's people are looking to grab McDaniel's and Lafleur. They know what these guys are doing for this team and this offense. Everyone is if this is a copycat league, they're trying to do what Kyle Shanahan does. Unfortunately, for other teams, there's just certain things that Kyle's not teaching all the way through. You know that run game, that run scheme. That's, that's his daddy's, and his daddy knows the <laughs> secret to that stuff, and his only one who knows the secret to it is probably Kyle. You see a little bit of it in Green Bay, but it's not the same as the way the Niners run it. Um, so there, there's some things that are withheld, and rightfully so, by Kyle Shanahan to keep that a competitive advantage you know, yeah, for his absolutely. career. You Obviously, you, you, you know, want to have that. You know, nobody can give away all the, trade secrets.
4: Nobody, nobody knows the recipe the famous Amos cookies. You can get the ingredients. You can read it on the bag, but you don't know how to make it. You don't know how to, you know what I mean? That's what it is. So you can get the ingredients and you can try and put them back together. I'm sure there's people that know what the 11 herbs and spices are for KFC, but they don't know what the combination is to use them correctly. So I don't know,
3: you know. I don't know if there's 11 herbs and spices in KFC's chicken. That's kind of bland. I don't know.
4: That's the whole thing, bro. That's the, you didn't know that. Know. That's the whole thing. KFC's Twitter account. This is, this is, not, this is a weird divergent we're going on. But KFC's, sorry, go ahead. KFC's Twitter account follows six guys named Herb and the Spice Girls, and that's it. So you notice, How do you know this, and why do you know this? I mean, I'm a bevy, I'm a bevy of fucking useless knowledge. That's just okay. what I am. And I'm, I'm, if you go look it up, that's what it is. They follow six guys named her and the Spice Girls, because there's five of them. So, yeah, that's All right. it's, it's 11 herbs and spices, man. It's a thing. Again, you can get the ingredients, I get but you, you, if you can't put them together in the right way, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Gotcha. And that's, that's pretty much where these guys are at that are leaving Shanahan's side are going to be is they're going to go out on their own and they're going to be tested. We see a lot of it with... Now, I'm not saying these guys are going to be similar to the Belichick tree. But we see the Belichick tree, right? It fails all the time. Yeah. The Detroit opening is available because Matt Patricia absolutely failed at being Belichick. He tried to be Belichick. Right now, the the only coach right now in the league that is a, a, a successful branch off that is brian flores in miami so far yeah so far every other guy has gone out and failed but all the big names have gone out and failed romeo Cornell failed charlie weiss failed josh mcdaniels failed matt patricia failed flores is doing some work and joe judge looks like he might be figuring some things out in in new york but we'll give him some time
3: yeah, he gets another year. He another year He also needs to stop that.
4: whining about his six and ten team not making the playoffs. <laughs> win more fucking games and you get in the playoffs. <laughs>
3: uh, in his defense, Doug Peterson is a joke. Oh yeah, Doug for Peterson what is, for what he did absolutely is a yeah. joke for sitting. His, his players, players hate that,
4: but at the same time, yeah. like win more than six games, nerd. Come on, absolutely complaining about um, your six <laughs> and ten football team not being in the playoffs. Fuck out of here.
3: Um, I know we didn't discuss this, but I figured we would just kill some time here. Um. 49ers finished 6-10, and mm-hmm. we know that. Mm-hmm. There was some high spots and some low spots. Let's talk about the MVP of this team okay. this season. I think I know your answer. I think we're probably going to have the same answer. Who is the MVP for the 49ers this season?
4: Fred Warner. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. We all know how good Fred Warner is. Uh, He's one of the guys he, who played. I think he played every game this year. Maybe he missed yes. the point. He played every game. Okay, so he played every game. Yes. So automatically that puts him in contention to win Mvp, because like almost nobody did that. But he's just <laughs> he's incredible, sideline to sideline. He's one of the best coverage backers in the league. He's he does everything, and every team is trying to find the next Fred Warner. That's all there's to So
3: so Fred wins the Bill Walsh Award and Len Eshmont Award, mm-hmm. the two most prestigious awards for 49ers, mm-hmm. a 49ers player to receive. Um so I should tell you everything that his teammates think about him. The guy's a natural leader. Um, you know, I think I had questions when he came out of BYU. I thought I liked him. I, I just like linebackers and safeties. We we've we've discussed that a million times on the show. Um but man has he developed into the best linebacker in football. Period. Um
4: linebacker one.
3: It's it's amazing what he does, it's amazing what he makes disappear. It's he's everywhere, he's high energy. And you know, Joe Staley said it on the show. We asked him if he's if he's in that bow and Willis category. And or can he get there and he said he's already there and after the season yes he's already there uh, even in a bad season the guy comes out plays 110% effort balls to the wall from from the opening minute to the final you know final buzzer on the clock it's just that's what you want in your players and that's why a guy like that's gonna get paid that's why guys like George Kittle get paid mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that is the that is the example that is a standard um, and I think both those guys, Kittle and, and Fred, understand the standard of their position when it comes to 49ers history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Ken Norton, Pat, Bo, even Jeff Albrecht for a period of time, Julian Peterson. Like the linebacking group has been great. And then, of course, on the other side, tight ends. We all know Vernon Davis. We all know Dwight Clark, you know, Brett Jones. Like we we, we know. How, so, are you gonna,
4: how are you going to leave my guy Eric Johnson out there hanging him out to Eric, dry? <laughs>
3: I watched that game the other day. The uh in the Giants playoff game. Um but yeah, no MVP of the team, Fred Warner. Um we'll get into his stuff in the end at during the offseason a little bit more, mm-hmm. but he should be getting paid. We'll probably start that hashtag #PayFredWarner Warner pretty soon as long as we don't hear anything crazy about what's going on with that. But it sounds like everything is is hunky dory and running smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, This offseason comes with a lot of questions. We just touched on the coaching staff and guys leaving. There is a number of free agents. We'll get to that stuff later on in the offseason as well. But the biggest thing is the quarterback position. It has been an issue, not an issue, it's been a story for the 49ers since the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. or even before the Super Bowl, leading up to the NFC Championship, leading up to the Super Bowl. All the discussion of, can this guy win the Super Bowl? Can this guy lead this team any further? Um, is it just Kyle? Why they only run the ball this many times? Why did he only got eight passes in the NFC Championship game? So this has followed him for a long, long time. I wanted to touch on a Jimmy Garoppolo quote. We're going to press that, and then we'll get to your reaction to that, Matt. Right. Um, but there is a lot of questions surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason and all season this year. But let's uh, let's get to it.
2: Hey, Jamie, I don't know if you can see me. I, I'm kind of new to this Zoom thing, so I couldn't get my camera to work. But hey, I, I think, you know, myself and, and a lot of others have openly speculated on your future with the team. You know, when you take, you know, from your second injury on, you know, looking at your contract and, and everything else. What, what have you, you know, those quiet times, what have you thought about um, – the organization and and any decisions that might be coming in the off season. And, and frankly, you know, what has, has uh, Kyle and and John told you, uh, have they given you any assurances that you will in fact be returning as the quarterback of the 49ers in 2021?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly haven't put too much thought into it. Uh, You know, all those things get said, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm a 49er. I'm here to play quarterback. I'm here to be the quarterback of this team and, every day I'd I'd go out there and try to prove that to my teammates and my coaches. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's what really matters. So, um, you know, the people in this building, I love them. Uh, I love every one of them. It's just like I said it before, it's it's a great group to be around John and Kyle. I think they've talked to the media and and said what they've said. Uh, and I love those guys for it. So it's, um, yeah, this is where I want to be and I love it here.
4: Yeah. So a couple things, uh, one, uh, Mr. Matt Maiocco not knowing if he's on the Zoom video is hilarious. I heard you chuckle when he said that. It's like, I'm new to this tool Zoom thing. It's just fun. That's fun. Uh, number two, this question, this question in particular and, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo's reaction is what set off the bomb on 49ers Twitter. Yes. It set off the bomb. So our guy Kyle Posey over at Niners Nation, KP, uh, basically said that everybody is live tweeting the press conference, but ignoring the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo sidestepped the question. Eurostepped, I believe, is the word he used. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. did. Did they give you assurances? Yeah, oh yeah. And then and then into I love the locker room, I love these guys, I want to be here. All this. So the answer is no, they haven't. The answer is no, they haven't. Because if, if they had, he would have said yes, they have given me assurances. Because there's a very simple way to answer this question. These guys are professional athletes. They, they, they do these interviews all the time. This is not some scrub off the street that hasn't been taught how to answer questions. He has an agent in one ear, he has the team in the other. He's being told what to say. Nothing Jimmy Garoppolo says is off the cuff. So this question started off the whole thing, the whole bomb, because a certain beat writer called out KP for all sorts of other stuff, but really what it comes down to is a lot of these other media outlets are saying what the team wants them to say. Saying what the team wants them to say. We're not controlled by the team. We don't have access. Yeah, we don't have access. I mean, we we have our own avenues of getting information, but no one's telling us what we can and can't post. So correct. We're very off the cuff, and that's what it's, you know. You guys are used to it. If you're listening to us now, you know what <laughs> you know what we're about. But Jimmy didn't answer the question. He didn't answer the question anyway, and that's that's my initial thought behind this. Is yeah. Huh.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, no, I, I don't think he answered the question. I think he was right to answer it the way he did. You know, he's going to give you the very PC answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Of course they of course they haven't given you know when Mayako asked him if he had any assurances for 2021. Of course he's not gonna say yes or no because the Niners haven't publicly said yes or no to that either. It's always <clears throat> about we believe, we expect there's never any definitive is or will be um for twenty twenty one. And you know, that could just be semantics, but I think I think the Niners are just playing their cards correctly here. They've they've mentioned it several times that they they will look at every option. We know that they for a fact that they inquired on Tom Brady. We've heard many of people mention that it was it came down to money and that's why it didn't get done. When you are when you are coming off a Super Bowl and you are actively looking maybe not even actively looking with the Tom Brady thing but if you are entertaining these conversations that means you're not sold on the guy and that's that's completely true and I think I think Kyle tells you that every week on with how he answers quarterback questions Kyle and this with Kyle and then with this off with this season in the middle of the season you're sending your best talent evaluator to go look at Justin Fields to go look at Zach Wilson to be around uh, Trey Lance um you know, and and I don't think they have anyone around Trevor Lawrence because they're not going to get to number one and you'd be an idiot to pass up on Trevor Lawrence. Although I have my questions, that's a different time. Um. <laughs> we'll do our
4: quarterback evals later. <laughs>
3: but, you know, when you... I think... I think there's a lot of there's a lot of dots to connect here when it comes to Zach Wilson, the John Beck connection with Kyle Shanahan, and of course the QB collective when it comes to Justin Fields. If you don't know what the QB collective is, I would encourage you to look that up. Check out that staff. Check out who is running it, and uh, you can figure that out for yourself if you want to do any investigative work. Um, I, I, for Jimmy Garoppolo to say what he said, I, I,
0: me 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 me, but also you.
3: I don't think he I don't, he. I don't think he was assured anything for next year. I think he was told, "Hey, look, we're gonna look around. If we can't find anything better, we, we're gonna bring you back." Um, but that that doesn't have to. That doesn't sit well with a quarterback. I, I wouldn't imagine like, why you know, am I not good enough here? And, and I think they've told him that like, you need to get better, or we're gonna look. And if you do get better, we're probably still gonna look. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just an awkward position to put your quarterback that you said is a franchise guy. You paid him like that. Um, and you know we always said, well, not we always said, but when the when the initial deal was signed, we weren't podcasting at the time. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, why is it only why is why is after three years this is this is out an easy out? We can always talk about Parag and how they do contracts, but if that's the guy you want, why would you even risk it? You know, well, like I, I think they did it. What because are you doing?
4: There was such a small sample size. Yeah, they thought they knew what they had. 2017, Jimmy was great. I mean, he was he was pretty good. He was great at the time because we'd seen. CJ Beathard and Brian Hoyer and a watered down Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert and Jim yeah. Kelly and Jim Tom Sula calling offenses and just you know it was just terrible. He was he was pretty good. He was very elusive, which is what it made was a glimpse of hope. So good. He, he he was he was that mobile type of quarterback we talk about. You don't need Michael Vick. Correct. You just Can't have Drew Bledsoe, and Jimmy Garoppolo turned into Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. And once he stopped moving out of the pocket. And once he stopped extending plays, because he did that after he tore his ACL, that's when he lost a lot of what made him him. And I think he lost a lot of confidence with it, and I think that the Tom Brady stuff was another shot at his confidence, and and people like me and you saying shit, they can say athletes don't listen to us. I'm sure they don't listen to us, but people have Twitters, and they tag him in everything. Don't tag athletes. They don't care about us. Don't do that. It's just a Twitter thing. Don't, Don't tag athletes. Unless you're, you know, saying something nice about them, don't tag them. They don't give a shit about your worries. <laughs> they don't care that they didn't do well in fantasy. They know they didn't do well in fantasy. They probably have themselves on their own teams. Leave them alone. Um, but it, it's just all this stuff had to had to just wear on them throughout the whole year. It had to. There's no way. it Has did. to. Yeah. There's no way it didn't. And uh, man, I I think they move on. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I just think we're at a point where. It, I think the relationship is kind of fractured and it's probably best for both parties to move on. Whether that's via trade or if they just release Jimmy Garoppolo, it is what it is. Obviously, I think both sides would prefer a trade because with the trade, um, 49ers obviously get something back for him. He also gets to keep his contract. Uh, the Patriots yeah. have come out and said they are moving on from Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Is there a union in the future? Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But yeah, of I wouldn't course. be completely surprised if Bill Belichick is on the phone saying, hey, we know you, don't, you guys don't want him. We'll take him back. We'll work with him um, because they're kind of in the midst of a rebuild anyway. So, yeah, exactly. I think they would take kind of a bridge quarterback like that and maybe draft someone this year or next year or whatever it is and, and roll with that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I just don't think Garoppolo is back.
3: Yeah, and then the other quote, um <clears throat> Mayoko again with another good question, a lot of bad questions in the last couple of weeks with the with the with the press. But this these weren't softball questions from Mayoko. Mayoko did his you know, did an excellent job this week with these questions. But the next one here, it's Mayoko talking to John Lynch about something we you and I mentioned early on. Um, go figure. We mentioned things early on. Um, but here's the John Lynch quote.
2: And then um you know you're, you guys have been very upfront and you know strongly suggesting that that jimmy is going to be the quarterback for next season but you know the fact of the matter is you keep your options open until you do a conversion with his contract so is there a time frame on on creating salary cap room by doing that conversion with jimmy's contract with which basically you know assures he'll be back next season
1: yeah so you know we we don't need room right now now as we start to go through and prioritize and and you know we're in the process of doing that right now you know when we start signing those players that 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 might be necessary and and uh you know i i think um we've had good discussions you know with jimmy it's been encouraging um to see him back out out on the field um you know they're Kyle spoke of it last week. There's a lift when he's out there. Uh, it's just, it's it's one of the qualities he has that I admire. I think his teammates thrive off his presence, whatever it is. I don't know why, but, um, you know, I, I do know why, but uh, um, they do. I mean, that's just kind of that that it factor. He has that, and so that, that's been fun to see him out there. I know that, you know, we plan on visiting him here in the next couple days. He's working really hard. Um, you know, I think we're were encouraged, you know, because when he saw the specialist, and I think that was the hesitancy to put him back out there, that the the severity of his second ankle, you know, high ankle or or re-injury, you know, led to hey, there is an option where he might have to have surgery. We wanted to avoid that at all costs. We were able to do that. Unfortunately, we didn't get him back on the field, um, but he was around the team, and that was important. And he was a good support for you know for the guys on the team and and in that room and. So now, um, you know, we just plod forward and, uh, you know, we'll see if we, if we get to where, where that becomes a reality, where we need to do that.
4: <laughs> when do we start John Lynch's campaign for whatever local government or U S government <laughs> he wants to run for? Cause that's the most political fucking answer I've ever heard in my entire life. Holy yeah. shit. He is there to his hands and shake babies. And he did both of those in that one answer. I th- that was nonsense. That was absolute yeah. nonsense. He started off by saying, <laughs> you know, is there, is there a desire to make room? And they go, well, we don't need room right now. Well, of course you <laughs> you're you probably not going <laughs> to sign any. any you're going to let these guys go home and relax for a little bit before you start signing in the contracts. They've been playing all their home games in Arizona. Go give them a couple weeks off. But in three weeks, you need the money? Probably. Once you start prioritizing all these guys, they have to resign. The 49 have a bajillion Free agents. They have so many and so many really key guys. DJ Jones just tweeted, know your worth. So I think he's I think I think he realizes he's gonna go get his money elsewhere. You're gonna lose some guys. Yeah. And you can't you can't pay a middle quarterback twenty five million dollars. But that was the most political BS answer I've ever heard. That that was that was drivel, that was nonsense. That is stuff that, <laughs> that people are gonna pick and choose one little line out of that three-paragraph answer, and they're gonna use that to prove whatever point they want. That whole answer is just he's doing he's doing his job let me be very clear
3: correct he's doing he's doing job. what he's supposed he's to do he's doing
4: exactly what he's supposed to do it's just once you like dig through the bullshit it's nothing it's a nothing answer
3: yeah absolutely and you know the niners at one point in the season had negative cap space right and they could have easily fixed the situation by restructuring Jimmy Garoppolo's contract right that in there mm-hmm. They could have done it this 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 past offseason going into this year. They they were up against it as well. Mm-hmm. Remember, before the before the offseason started, John Lynn said we don't have very many uh, draft picks and we're also tied up against the cap. We're going to have to make some very frugal bargain bin type of signings. So that's why you end up with uh, whatever his name is, the wide receiver, Travis Benjamin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you end up with guys like that instead of maybe pursuing a, a bigger option that was out there. Um The Niners could have saved themselves a lot of headache this year by just doing that, converting Jimmy Garoppolo's salary into signing bonus and moving some money down the line. I I don't know what else the Niners need to tell the fans that they're not sold on this guy. And, you know, for all Jimmy Garoppolo's warts, do I think he's a terrible quarterback? Absolutely not. He's not terrible. He's fine. Do I think... Do I think he's an average quarterback? Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to tie yourself to an average quarterback, like you you've said it a hundred fucking times. You don't tie yourself to an average quarterback with a big contract. You end up like the Rams with the Jared Goff situation, and the Niners are smart to be this way about their quarterback room. Um, I don't blame them for this, but I, I do blame Kyle for not evaluating you know, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. before they came out. Not maybe you know being so tunnel visioned on Kirk Cousins that you you committed too early to Jimmy Garoppolo when you could have maybe gotten a Josh Allen or or a Sam Darnold or someone like that in that in that draft spot. Um you know, the 4 and 12 season, you know, for you know, you end up with Bosa. I think that was the Josh Allen year. No. No, that was the, the Josh after. Allen. Year. So
4: Josh Allen was the year they got McGlinchey. Yeah, that's so I right. believe they had a shot at McGlinchey or at
3: That was McGlinchey. yeah, that was that was right after Yeah, that was right after um, the six and ten years. So they they yep. picked ninth. Yep. So yeah. You could have, you know, you you could have maybe franchise tagged him and still took in a quarterback in the draft. You know, Mike McGlinchey is who he is, but there's there's some misses here and you're starting to see a pattern. Um, and it's compounding on this team now at this point. Um, our guy Vish mentioned um, the Dante Pettis pick, how that is compounded basically into seven total picks that are missed because you have to go trade to get Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. You traded up for um, Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. with two picks, and then you have to you send two picks away to go get to go get uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and then you go. I think you use two picks to move up to go get Dante Pettis, so that's your six plus the pick of Dante Pettis is seven. So that's you're missing out on talent because you made some bad decisions, and I think missing out on Watson and and, and, and totally ignoring Mahomes, those things like that are gonna are, are biting this team in the ass right now. Um, for them to not commit or say definitively that he's back. It's just crazy to me. And then, of course, John Lynch with his answer: "We don't need cap space right now." Are you kidding me? I mean, your biggest need is Trent Williams. He's going to cost you at the least nineteen million dollars a year. Yeah, at the very least. I mean, I think I think. And you're working with. They're working with. Hold on, let me see here. The um, cap space number, according to Over the Cap, I have it right here. Mm The Niners are working with $20,765,000 for 2021. So basically 2021.
4: Enough, to, enough to pay Trent Williams and That's it. Jeff Wilson um, <laughs> on, on, a, on a tender. Um, yeah, no. By the way, I don't think Jeff Wilson is only worth that much. He's just going to be a restricted free agent. So they're going yeah, to I think they're gonna be able to tender Jeff him and bring bank. him back. So I'm not dissing Jeff Wilson, most improved player on the entire team this year, Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna end up playing this game, and they're, they're going to play this dangerous game where they kick the can down the fucking road. And yeah. they end up saying, all right, we're, we're going to keep Trent Williams' number low this year, but it's going to be big next year. They did it with Armstead this year. Low number this year, big number next year. And then it becomes harder and harder to get out of these contracts at the end of them if these guys don't pan out. Uh, Trent Williams was all pro level all year, has been his entire career. So there's no reason to believe that he would just completely fall off a cliff. He's been relatively healthy all year. Missed one game due to COVID and then this last game for what, reasons? They said knee, shoulders, I don't know. They said something, it just didn't seem like it mattered. It didn't seem like it was worth putting him out there. Um, So yeah, they got a lot of stuff to figure out and money is the number one thing. What they're gonna do with that is what they gotta figure out. You can't, you can restructure Jimmy's contract, you can. Yeah,
3: they can. can. But then it ties them to, to him for 2022.
4: Correct. And all that pretty much all that money becomes guaranteed. There's no more outs yep. in the deal. So all these people say, well, can't they just restructure him and keep him? Yes, they can, but they're gonna pay out the ass in 2022 for him. And they're not Correct. gonna be able to let him go.
3: Yeah. So yes, and you can the- do
4: it. You <sighs> can do it. But it makes absolutely no sense to do it if you don't think he's the guy. If you don't think he's the guy that's going to take you to a Super Bowl and win you a Super Bowl with this team, with this locker room, with what the team thinks of him, what he can do on the field, if he can stay healthy on the field, then you don't do it. If he's not the guy. If he's not everything you need him to be, you cannot tie that money. Because guess what? Chicago Bears are about to make that fucking mistake. 8 8 they fall ass backwards into the playoffs. They're going to keep their bad head coach in Nagy, and they're going to keep their bad quarterback <laughs> in Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And they're going, to, they're going to be stuck with those guys for at least two more years. And I can't remember. I saw a tweet that someone's going to be like, it's going to be a crying shame when Mitch Trubisky gets Matt Nagy fired in two seasons. Because <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. It's just, you, you stay in the middle of the pack. You never go anywhere. The NFL yeah. isn't and that's, won by and that's, a teams. It's not won yeah. by teams that, that's why there's so few teams that repeat and stuff, right? That's why I say the windows are so short. Yeah. Because it, it, everything has to come together to win a Super Bowl. The 49ers had 99% of things come together last year and they didn't win. Nobody see what happens. Injuries start to pile up. Guys aren't the same players they were before. They lose guys to free agency. They lose guys to retirement. They do all this stuff. They're not the same team. So no, you, not at all. you can't just sit here and say, "Well, we we did it once; we can do it again." You probably fucking can't. Teams that lose the Super Bowl very rarely ever get back, and it's because losing a Super Bowl takes a huge mental toll on the team. Mm-hmm. Huge mental toll. We've seen the Patriots are like the only team they made it to what nine Super Bowls. Yeah, over the course of the Tom Brady years.
3: It helps to have a guy who's healthy, though.
4: It helps to have a Tom Brady who's healthy for all year, all every year except for one. It helps to have a guy like Bill Belichick as your head coach. Correct. It helps to have a franchise quarterback that is not playing for franchise quarterback money because his wife is richer than he is. Correct. All of these things matter. All of these things add up. So when when people say, well, he did it once, he can do it again. He probably fucking can't. He probably can't. And I think the 49ers are realizing that. I think 49ers fans need to realize that. I think a lot of them have. I think there's a few that are just kind of holding on with like a death grip white knuckled, just holding on to whatever they can, whatever quarterback wins stat they can get, which by the way, quarterback wins, drop them with that Trubisky and Aaron Rodgers thing. (laughs) Real quick, just so we can talk about quarterback wins ever again.
3: Yeah, that's, I just hate that discussion, quarterback wins. That's not really, I mean, it's, it's fine to, to talk about, let me pull it up here. I had it. Um, It's just, it's funny to me that that's used as some type of. I mean, it's it's cool. You play to win the game, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, Herm Edwards, um, but we would never associate Mitchell Trubisky and, and Aaron Rodgers in the same breath as elite or even close to you know close to as good a quarterbacks. But their first forty nine career starts, right? Mm-hmm. Rodgers versus Trubisky, first forty nine career starts. So
4: that's Aaron three Rodgers twenty nine, three plus seasons. Correct.
3: Aaron Aaron Rodgers twenty nine and twenty. Okay, Mitchell Trubisky, 29 and 20. Completion percentage for Aaron Rodgers, 64.9. Completion percentage for Mitchell Trubisky, 63.6. Game-winning drives, 5 for Aaron and 7 for Mitchell. So I, I don't – it's not that I don't want to talk to people, but it's like don't bring up QB wins to me because it is it is a team game. And I, the more I see it, the more I'm learning about the game of football. It's – you need a good head coach. You need a good quarterback. You also need your quarterback to, to remain healthy – Uh, for these things to happen you're also going to need a little bit of help you don't need a you don't need a top one defense you need a middle of the road defense you're gonna need a run game you're gonna need a good defensive coordinator like all these things matter complementary football is is the game Mm -hmm. and you know last year we won a lot of games on the back of our defense yes Jimmy Garoppolo gets credit for the back half in several of those games but he also needs to be talked about correctly you know look at look at every game is in as an individual game and you see there's a problem. There's a problem here. Um, what was it? there was a crazy number? Eighty three turnovers from the quarterback room since in, in four seasons. Eighty three turnovers. Yeah. Most of them are Jimmy Garoppolo's
4: it's more than it's more than one a game. It's more than one a game and that's not that's not how you win. That's that's not how you win a turnover battle, you generally win the game, right? That's that's what we always talk about. How many games did the 49ers lose this year because of egregious turnovers? And again we talked about they were two games away from being in the playoffs. You can probably look at the Dallas game and that Washington game and say if they don't have those egregious turnovers, they probably win those games. Yeah. So, it, it, it is what it is at this point. We're, we're just getting started. God damn it. <laughs> we're just getting started with this whole thing because we have a whole offseason. It's
3: 114 time, but... days, 114 days until draft day.
4: There you go. Is it really that many? Yes. Oh boy. All right, well, let When is
3: when is what's the league year? So. NFL league year. I'm, this is active live potting right now. Oh yeah, this is, this, is this is NFL quality, league year 2021. This is quality
4: stuff. This is what the <laughs> people want to know is, is is we're not even going to release this <laughs> tomorrow and they're they're going to listen to it 3 days from now and they are going to be like it's 114 days and they're going to miss the draft cuz we're idiots.
3: Okay. So let's look at the schedule real right. quick. February 23rd through through March 29th. Um it is. It is uh, franchise transition player designation period. March seventeenth is the league year begins. April fifth start of off season workouts. So, we have uh, a long way to go.
4: God, that's just that's just so depressing. But I mean, I guess the playoffs yes. are gonna get us through this, right? Uh, then playoffs are gonna get us through a lot. Yeah,
3: of this. <laughs> April nineteenth. <19th, laughs> Uh, so, I'm sorry, April April 5th, start of off-season workouts for teams with new head coaches. So, six teams will start then. Mm-hmm. April 19th, um, which is uh, my son's birthday, it'll be six. Start of off-season workouts for teams with incumbent coaches, so that's when the Niners will be back. Mm-hmm. April 23rd, last day of restricted free agent signing period. April 28th, last day to match offer sheets for restricted free agents. And then, of course... April 29th through May 1st is the NFL draft. We have a long offseason. I mean, we made it through with COVID, but, I mean, COVID's still happening, yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you got a vaccine, and maybe you're immune, but um, it's going to be a long offseason. There's going to be a lot of talk. I would not rule out the Niners being attached to several quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, Matthew Stafford. Um, Of course, the thoughts of trading up around pick three to six. Justin you know Fields, Miami, Cincinnati. Trey Justin Lance, Fields is the one. Justin Fields is the name to watch. Uh, Trey Lance is also another name to watch. Just the QB collective is a real thing. There's a real attachment there. There's a real connection. Trey Lance is, has been working out with someone close to the Forty Nineers. Um, there's there's just a lot of there's gonna be a lot of connections tied to the 49ers in the QB room, and I. I I would be—I'm not going to say shocked, but I would be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is here next season. Um, would I be mad if he's here? No. I mean, it is what it is. If that's the guy that they choose to go with, I'm going to trust in Kyle, and maybe they make this work. But they are actively looking for quarterbacks.
4: I'd be kind of mad. I'd be kind of mad. Is
3: its it, is it going to affect your life, bro, like everyone thinks it is with no. me?
4: No. No. <laughs> Um, so we're still going to do this. We're still going to do our 49ers goldmine stuff. It's probably going to be worth a lot of clicks, but I just I just think we've seen him capped out. I think we've seen him reach his yeah. peak, and I think 2019 was his peak, and I think that it, it's, it is what it is. What it is. Um, I'm still, fingers crossed, really super excited that maybe Sala gets the job in Detroit and does Shanahan a solid and said, hey, yeah. Matt Stafford. Because word I've received, and it's it's been kind of floating around, is that, is that Matt Stafford has created enough goodwill with the Detroit mm-hmm. lions that they are going to kind of let him determine where he wants to go. They're going to let him determine when he wants to get out. Um, and I've heard that he is not happy with the Detroit lions franchise for their inability, be to, with, for their inability to surround him with the proper talent on the offensive line um, and the proper defense and the proper coaching staff. He played for a guy named goddamn Jim Bob Cooter. So, you know, really not providing him what he needs to succeed in the NFL. Now, if Robert Sala shows up and blows his socks off and takes McDaniels with him and says, hey, this is what we're going to do, maybe he's like, hey, whoa, 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 I'm good. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Maybe maybe he (laughs) says that. Maybe he says that. But I I just still believe that he wants out of Detroit, because I don't think he wants to spend his entire career in light blue and silver. It's just... So, d-
3: before we before we get out of here with, with the Detroit thing, um, Eric Davis had a really good point. He w- he did play for Detroit, I think, for one season, but he had mentioned that the Fords really don't care about that franchise. It's a toy to them. Those were his words. You know, he mentioned mm-hmm. how they used to take the team picture and, like, there would be the center seat to be empty because that's the ownership group. And once the players would leave from the photo, the owners would come down and sit in that picture and they would superimpose them into the picture. Wow. So, it's just like... You know, that's the kind of franchise Matt Stafford's dealing with and all these guys are dealing with. But, you know, for folks who are – there's folks who are like, well, he signed there. Well, I mean, who else who, – would you turn down $110 million? I don't think anyone would. So, um, you know, and franchise tag exists. There's there's way, there's way things to keep guys in certain spots, and it's just the way the NFL works. Um, hopefully Matthew Stafford can go somewhere else, whether that's with the Niners or Denver or – you know, God knows where else, but get that guy Indy. some some help. The guy has Ooh, the Hall of Fame talent. Yeah, Indy. Yeah, the guy has Hall of Fame talent with a, a shitty franchise. You know, I would love to see him in San Francisco. I'd also be intrigued with Sam Darnold, but I'd rather, if I'm choosing between Sam and Jimmy, I might just stick with Jimmy on that one. Um, but it's going to be a long offseason to talk with some folks. We have a really busy offseason schedule. Yep. We have a lot of things coming up. Fortnite's Gold Mine will be launching very, very soon. We'll be giving you some live video content. Um, written articles obviously all the podcasts we have a women's podcast coming up for you ladies out there who don't want to hear me and matt talk all the time get a lady's perspective we're trying to reach out and expand to everyone mm-hmm. um and then of course you know we appreciate everyone's support through this 2020 season it sucked for everybody it sucked for us to try to give you guys positive content but also objective content too um, and then of course with COVID and everything else going on in the world, it's, uh, it's been a shitty season and a shitty year for a lot of folks. Um, but for the most part, we're all in good spirits. Um, you know, let's, let's get out of here, Matt. What else you got?
4: I got nothing, man. Just again, thank you so much for, for joining us on this season. Um, <laughs> whether it's your first season or second season, whatever it is, we really appreciate you. We are going to keep coming about once a week during the off season. So no, yeah. no. no not so much two weeks we might have some emergency pods if that's the case we'll we'll definitely hop on but for the most part it's gonna be just once a week from here until we start to get to preseason games because we have other facets of our life that we yeah. have to pay attention to from time to time that don't involve football believe it or not um so yeah we're uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah just thank you so much for another good season and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pre- you can follow me on twitter at matt bar underscore hobby take it from here
3: yeah, and follow me at uh, Javier Vague underscore. Make sure you're following at 49 Niners Goldmine and at Fourth and Gold Podcast on Twitter. Uh, be on the lookout for some new content from there. And then, as like Matt said, thank you again for everything. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, we have a, a special guest. Um, I think everyone will know who this guest is. It's going to be a fun one. Um, but until next week, everyone, stay safe out there. Happy New Year! Thanks for riding with us this entire time. Peace.
4: On to the off season.
0: Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be
2: Baconating. We got Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required.